You're listening to Our Children's World, the podcast for millennial parents who want to create the best possible future for the next generation. The percentage of intelligence that is not human is increasing. That means the cost for virtually everything is on the rise. At this very moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Hope is taking action. Welcome to the first ever episode of Our Children's World. My name's Brandon. I'm a father of four with the audacity to want his kids to grow up in a world that's better than this one. And if we haven't met yet, I'm probably the least likely person to host a weekly podcast. But here we are, and I'm extremely grateful that you're listening to this. The idea behind this podcast is to look at current events through a longer term lens and explore the world the next generation are inheriting from us. We'll be focused on the imperfect, big picture actions that each of us can take to prepare our children for a reality that's likely to be completely different from our own, one way or another. I believe we're responsible for the most important generation in modern history and that raising them and protecting them is our number one job. I also believe there is a frightening gap between what we know and what we need to know to make the right decisions for the future. The opportunity ahead of us is huge. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't have all the answers, or very many at all, in fact, but I've got questions fears, concerns, hopes, dreams, theories, and unconnected dots that I'm inviting you to figure out with me. In this episode, we're diving straight into the metaverse and looking at the foundation of the entirely new universe that's just around the corner. But first, this episode is sponsored by the Our Children's World community, a growing collection of conversations centered around our children, including the 12 most important traits we should be raising them to have. If, like me, you want to tailor your parenting to the future that they're facing, you're invited to join as a founding member. It's completely free at ourchildrens.world. Cool. Let's get into it. What's the first thing you think when you hear the word metaverse? Is it the Facebook rebrand, VR headsets and imaginary worlds? Is it the first big technology shift that might make you feel old? Is it new or does it kind of feel familiar? The first time I heard about the metaverse was a game called Second Life. It was played by people who wanted to move away from society as we know it and live virtually. I don't even think they called it the metaverse, but they had avatars and independent currencies and entire civilizations that members built to create a better quality of life. Or... Depending who you asked at the time, it was just fantasy for lonely, crazy internet people. 
honestly, I didn't take it seriously because I didn't understand it. See, Second Life came out in 2003. I spent that whole decade typing BRB and ASL on MSN and BBM. Maybe you can relate. The internet felt like something that made real life better. It didn't feel like something that replaced it or even competed with it. But now it feels like those days are gone. And if you or your kids have even played Pokemon Go, Animal Crossing, Roblox, Fortnite, Minecraft, while you haven't technically experienced the metaverse, you're seeing different approaches to achieving the same end goal. Addictive, immersive online experiences that set out to be better than real life. The next few years will just be an acceleration down the path we're already on. So I think it's time to check what that really means. And, and here's where I'm up to. The current state of the internet is mainly driven by two things, attention and data. Every time that the internet has evolved, we found different ways to build platforms that consume more and more attention and extract more and more personal information. Why we've done that? Well, that's for a different episode, but for as long as we're building around attention and data, it seems like our children's main purpose on the internet is to be manipulated and traded like a currency. The currency of the internet, the thing they'll practically be living inside of. Our generation was changed irreversibly by the mobile phone and targeted ads and candy crush on screens we chose to stare at. But our kids will find it even more difficult, probably impossible, to separate themselves from devices that are increasingly attached to them, full of deceptive messages and counterproductive distractions that are almost completely personalized to them. Now, that's not the worst case scenario, that's what's happening. It feels like the solution is to change the way we use the internet by prioritizing our privacy over our convenience and building alternatives that don't just monetize the amount of time we stare at them at any cost. But how do we go about it? In 2017, Netflix said that their biggest competition wasn't HBO or Amazon. It was sleep. Because in a streaming world, Netflix doesn't really have to make better programs than anyone else. They aren't competing for a time slot. Their bingeable business model exists in an internet where everyone can just put out more content because somehow we'll all always just find more time to watch it. Their bingeable business model exists in an internet that was built and scaled to monetize as much of our time as possible, which means while we maybe sometimes feel like we might have an extra hour to spare here and there, their quickest route to more revenues is to try to modify our habits, impact our productivity and keep us awake. 
on a screen we can still turn off. In a society we aren't yet plugged into, it feels like continuing on that path is extremely dangerous. And unfortunately, there's a pattern of us coming second to the internet's growth. Have you ever seen a Google Street View car mapping out the world with a camera on top? It's comforting to know that they blur faces and number plates, right? But quietly, those vehicles deliberately accessed and collected over 200 gigabytes of data from everyday Wi-Fi networks like yours and mine. Intentional, virtually unpunished, secret intrusions of our privacy. And that was in 2008. Google Street View, when combined with Google Earth, gives us impressive visibility of most of the world all through the screen on our phones. To me, it seems like these services are just preparation for a real metaverse experience. Now, Google's parent company, Alphabet, is the company behind Niantic. They're the creators of Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go is a game that followed up on the same Street View technology to introduce augmented reality to the masses. Augmented reality is an interactive combination of the real world and computer-generated objects. As a childhood Pokemon fan, I was one of the people swept up in the idea that you could walk around catching Pokemon in real life. But in reality, that app also requested full access to Google emails and files while encouraging us as users to capture terabytes of images and spend as much time as possible obeying location prompts. Layering on top of the reality they were building without a second thought for our privacy by weaponizing data and attention. The biggest companies in the world are extremely good at using digital experiences and entertaining content to convince us to look the other way. But everything that's come before has simply been training us and our children to be comfortable with being commodities by tricking us into thinking we're customers. And while many of us want to limit our children's screen time, it seems like our focus should be on what they're exchanging that time for instead of just how much time they're spending on devices. Moving away from an internet that's powered by data and attention is crucial if we want to change trajectories, but taking a few seconds to customize our cookies and limiting the amount of time we spend on the big major platforms that are only free at the point of use isn't even half the battle because our next steps are guaranteed to be a reflection of wider society. Over the last few years, companies like Nike, Disney, Walmart and Samsung have spent millions buying virtual land inside the metaverse, real estate that they're convinced will capture our children's data and attention. They're sold on the idea that innovations like Elon Musk's Neuralink that directly connect with the brain and Mojo Vision's contact lens that embeds a built-in display into our eyesight 
will ensure future generations are living most of their lives online. And they didn't even wait to think and check to see how our children would be safeguarded. The next version of the internet is in its absolute infancy. And we've already seen sexual assaults, anonymous cyber crimes, and increases in nausea and anxiety that are simply brushed aside. See, the metaverse isn't VR games until you need a toilet break. That's the clever collection of marketing campaigns that keep us from seeing what's really around the corner. The metaverse isn't even Ready Player One or hologram meetings with your boss instead of Microsoft Teams. It's a complete overlay and extension of the world we already live in. It's infinite possibilities and tailored experiences transforming everything we do every day, a change that's coming within our lifetimes almost certainly by the time our kids are our age. And yeah, it sounds dramatic, cool. A few years ago, I first read an incredible article by Kevin Kelly called Mirror World, where he describes the next version of reality as a one-to-one -one map that merges our physical and digital universes together. In a world like that, a technology like Google Street View operated by a company that is able and motivated to build a business model at the expense of our children is a scary proposition. Imagine walking around and not being able to distinguish between what's really there and what's been added by technology. Imagine not knowing the difference between what everyone else can see and what's only part of your reality in an internet you can't walk away from, built to prioritize the collection of data and attention. Like most big tech changes, the evolution of the metaverse is likely to be a gradual but steady shift into the unknown. It's hard to imagine how different day-to-day -day life will be when the largest tech companies deliver on their vision for the future, but it's impossible to imagine how our children will thrive while we're still playing by today's rules. If you want to hear my crazy take, I often wonder if the metaverse is heaven. Think about it. Digitally, we'll eventually have complete access to every memory, every experience, every regret, every possibility with unlimited ways to create the best personal existence to connect with specific versions of loved ones, past and present, and imaginary. Free to experience happiness outside of all the more natural restrictions that we have in our reality. But other times I fear that the metaverse is hell. The never-ending result of humanity at its most unchecked. A wild west of poorly regulated business opportunities giving each of us the capability to live out the worst of our behavior with zero repercussions, with no natural reason to care about real-world morality, the inevitable consequence of our intelligence and our greed. And yeah, 
both might feel extreme, but unfortunately, it doesn't make them unlikely. Not the way we're going. I'm assuming my kids won't have to die before they're old enough to experience either. So if we're doing this, I want to make sure we're building a version that's closer to the first while preparing them for any eventuality. I've spent the last few years resisting VR purchases like the MetaQuest and the HTC Vive because I know, like Pokemon Go, me and my kids will be unwittingly sucked in before we've understood the landscape, before we've understood the real cost of the new technology. It's worth being aware that innovators like Google and Apple are putting more resources into augmented reality than their competitors' bulky virtual reality headsets, which points to a future that's more likely to be more immersive and more similar to Kevin Kelly's vision. In fact, if you have an iPhone 6S or newer, in other words, an iPhone made since 2015, you have an AR-ready device sat in your pocket. This is happening regardless. <laughs> Our parents and grandparents could barely have understood a force as powerful as the modern internet. There's no doubt that the next leap forward will be even more transformational. And collectively, we almost certainly aren't prepared for it. If you agree and think it's important that we explore these conversations to help our families navigate the next few decades, we have a community platform dedicated to the metaverse. And while a lot of platforms are built to keep you logged in and scrolling through divisive and often surface level distractions, our children's world was designed to do the opposite. It doesn't matter if you think I'm right about where we're heading. The entire community exists to explore new ideas so we can learn from each other and make better individual decisions for our families. If your worst fear is looking back at a situation we cannot recover from with 2020 hindsight vision, I look forward to seeing you in there. Lastly, I just want to leave you with this. The days of not talking to strangers on the internet are over. Hiding our children away from what comes next is pointless and dangerous. If you want to keep them safe, dive into it with them. Try playing a game that's entirely online with them and watch how they engage with different worlds and different people. Among Us, Roblox, Animal Crossing, anything that means they're interacting with real people and or realistic avatars. If they're old enough, ask your child how they tell the difference between a real person and a non-playable character or NPC, or when it comes to digital experiences, ask if they even care. In an attempt to understand the way he navigates these spaces, I'm still trying to convince my 10-year-old son to learn how to build a Roblox game with me from scratch, but apparently that's boring, so... If you've got any tips, let me know. Look, I've kept you here long enough. Go and enjoy the rest of your day. For the rest of this season, you'll be stuck with me and my monotone voice. But after these first six episodes, 
I'll be inviting community members and subject matter experts to contribute to the conversation and dive deeper into different topics. You can find me anytime at ourchildrens.world. Otherwise, I'll see you next week.